Welcome to Blight and Boon. This is episode 10. In this episode Andrew and Dan discuss the Slayer class, and how the different Slayer champions are played. Another episode of Brighton Boon, episode number twelve. No, it's like ten. No, it's more than that. I'm not the same. This is the same chat. That's no. Episode. We had eight and nine last time we discussed. This is Blight and Boon, episode of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough. take that, Jones. Yeah, okay. <laughs> episode ten. We haven't recorded for a while since. In fact, since the last episode, we haven't recorded. Yeah, which was episode 11, according to Andrew. Yeah, and that was June 9th, I think it was. It's been a while. Um, June's gone really fast, and it's been very busy. Yeah, it's almost July. I had yeah. surprised at myself. Um, um, I think today we're going to talk about um, the new card that dropped today. Also, probably briefly discuss Half Tusk, because we haven't talked about yeah. him. We haven't even played him yet. But also, I wanted to do a Slayer Focus. Dun, dun, dun. We don't know how this is going to go. We haven't actually discussed a single uh, class... Class? Yeah, class. Class, yet. Um, and we haven't played a game today either. So this is literally just us talking about cards without any anecdotal evidence at all. So talking about models without any evidence behind the rules. So that's like like, like most podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts, so what would I know? <laughs> you, don't, you don't, do you? <laughs> no, why are you on this? No, I literally have never listened to a podcast in my life. <laughs> Not a single one? Uh, I think I've listened to half of a Warhammer Fantasy one four years ago. Six years ago. That's what they call that, you know. Well, so people keep saying. <laughs> Hogwarts history is really good about history stuff. I like history, but the internet doesn't need to know if I like history. It's like five, five episodes about World of One. It's great. It's about 15 hours. It's brilliant. That sounds pretty good, actually. It's really good, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so first of all, you want to talk about the new cards, didn't you? Yeah, only briefly. So uh, new cards dropped today. Um, and they were trying to do... Uh, well, I'm just literally going to repeat almost what an email said. Um... And the Kayuka, they, uh, it's kind of a rebalancing of quite a few champions, um, in a way that the followers have come down in survivability a little bit, uh, which is the kind of idea that they were perhaps a little bit too difficult to kill, some of them. Things with four armor, essentially, I think. Or four dodge. Uh, For a while, four armors felt like the, the, the breaking point. Yeah. Bit. So, some of them have come down um, by a point. I think they've either, some have lost a point of dodge or some have lost a point of armour. Um, so they can still occasionally stop an effect, but a champion can still kill them. Um, and maybe I think that's probably not so bad. So, for example, the Unburned Reavers are now three dodge, two armour. Way before. Three, three. That seems fair. Which probably isn't going to make much difference to you playing them. Not you personally, Andrew, but just people playing them. Um, so... Uh, Mornblade's Nightshade is now 2 3 instead of 2 4. Uh, things like that. Um, so they're slightly easy to kill. Um, so they still have their role. 
but they're not an ultimate wall. And then the really easy ones now don't feel quite so below the Do you curve. think that will help out Maelstrom's? Most certainly. So now if you look at if you look at Blackjaw, for example, who can now fireball for four His damage. His fireball before was pretty weak, wasn't it? Yeah, four damage, you yeah. see. So against four armor. Against four armor. It's like yeah. you might kill one of the three fireballed. Before, if his fireball wasn't an ultimate, it was being maybe a bit, bit sad, wasn't it? Absolutely. So you think I think that things like Galarmus, she's got a um, a four power attack, erosion that might now kill, uh, more like a chance of killing a follower. And you know, champions when they attack a follower should kill one. Also, does that mean follower on follower actions can be less static? Because I think you can now have one follower attack one follower rather than having to be three and a with a chance single, to kill something. Single hex, yeah, doing it. and the whole. Bonus there is he kind of you're jockeying for ball position. Now you can actually jockey instead of having to go more mass here, one mass here. Yeah, um, so that's quite nice. Uh, that's one big change. Uh, another change is Rangosh has changed slightly. Um, I don't know when he got eight health, but he's got eight health now. I think he got it a version ago. Do you know me back further my phone because then we have. Um, I think he had 8 health last version but we haven't, we haven't, we haven't played Rangosh for a while no um, armor 1 8 health 4 dodge armor 1 8 health yeah so yeah um, his stun's gone up to range 2 in his plot phase his break spirit that is significant so the stun is minus dodge and he can do it at range now so now his jawbreaker's got a chance of hitting so this is my kind of one I want to get to this point um, where I think me and Andrew have kind of got into a rut um of how we played uh, God's here, um, just by the nature of how we play, is that we've never really done warband selection. And then when we do play a game, we kind of don't leverage Blights and Boons as much as we could do. So it isn't the big setup of layering Blights on your opponent and Boons on yourself to get a really powerful attack. Um, yeah, and that's noticeable because a few characters like Shale and also Galana, they have a few powers that interact with Blights and Boons. Yes, absolutely. And when I saw Galana, because Galana's been, Galana's been Galana's changed today, hasn't she? Yeah. She's been changed so she, she can now copy Blights and Boons, Yes, she? so in the plot phase, she can now copy Boons. Um, and in the, the clash phase, she can now copy Blights. And my first reaction when I saw that was like, we never used them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I wonder though, in, in the last four or five podcasts where we complained about somebody, like, for example, Shale. Uh, Rangosh never hits a jawbreaker. Le- um, the elf woman I've forgotten, Lorzane never hits with her Mystic Arrow. Is well, maybe we're not increasing accuracy and decreasing dodge enough to make these things happen. And actually, if we did that, they'd be more balanced and more likable. That's interesting. I guess also doing the combos is very powerful. For example, looking at Lorzane, Lorzane can't buff her accuracy. Her followers can buff them, their own accuracy, but then with Galana, she can move that around onto Lozane and that sort of thing. Which then comes to the other point I kind of wanted to raise, is that whole warband choice. If you take Rangosh or Lozane, do you then want to consider taking a Shaper who can then buff them up with Blights or Boons? Blights on the enemy, Boons on you. Um, instead of just taking, oh, I'll take three, shape, uh, three Slayers and crush the world. It's like, well, actually, that's not going to work. They need to be supported. And it's not... All about putting your flag down and beating puppy up is. Seen the change of Lausanne's ultimate? No, I missed that. That's what the difference. Sell the internet, you got a hit! And you only gain two wounds. 
No. So it was, it was in before was, if you have three wounds wounds on you and you're within three of her, she needs to kill you. Yeah, she kills you. Her now is um, um, range three, actually six, um, target against two wounds. Interesting. So that's good. That's not actually much more powerful than her piercing shot. <laughs> not piercing shot, her... Um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's more accurate. It's two, two two wounds rather than one wound. Crucially, of course, it can be a plot phase attack. Yes, okay, that's a big deal. Um, that's probably when I'd use it myself. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's fair. Because then, if you're going first, you can then follow up with a piercing shot, and that's three guarantees. Well, guaranteed. And then Mystic Arrow, I've hit with it, and then do more. And then suddenly, there's a lot of wounds on somebody. And you can buy that with Rangosh, with his ultimate, and there's four wounds on somebody, very quickly. Um, but Law Zane automatically killing somebody with three wounds with all the new um, people having more health got way too powerful yeah yeah I think so because you killed Grim Charlotte who's got nine wounds with her she's got three cubes on her it's like well I just killed it I'll just do six damage bang dead it's a little hardcore <laughs> it's pretty hard isn't it well, Rangosh she's got eight wounds isn't he and Ridsdale got eight wounds and Rodri's on seven she killed people way too quickly in, with that effect I do um, I question the current ultimate power in relation to other people's. I talked to someone online recently about Rodri's ultimate and how I think it's terrible. You know, they'll say how how it's game winning for them. It's interesting how different points of view from different matters and everything. It's very possible they play the game better than we do. I'm not saying they're wrong. No, but I'm just saying it's interesting how you have it's to set like... different points of view about something. It's it's always been my case of when I'm discussing games. It doesn't matter what the internet says or what somebody else says. It matters what your game style is. Yeah, like completely polar opposites in terms of opinion about the same few lines of text yeah. on a card. So you've got a question. It's got to be hard for Steamforge to balance this. If they're getting a small number of people complaining that this character's too powered or not powered enough. Well, Shell, Shell got a buff, but he's still terrible. I missed a buff. What's a buff? Um, so Shale has a buff now, which means that if he plants a banner, he gets three actions rather than two. Not that he can do much with his actions in the first place because of all rubbish. Got rune weaving. Which moves a blight and boon around. Uh, hit effect, move a boon from the target to any model within range. Yeah, is that before? But yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Still a shit eater, in my mind. But um, still, a, still a buff though. Um, we should probably try and play him again soon. Yeah, we should We should try and play the idea that the, well, the blind boon game a bit more. Possibly. I want to give them the podcast, isn't it? I was thinking that. <laughs> you had nothing but irony. That's not true. <laughs> um, so, should we do a Slayer chat then? Okay. So I'll have a chat per, per class for an episode. Um, it's interesting how um, the, the, view, the view numbers for this podcast are kind of set and quite stable at two. <laughs> at a certain number. But also, the, they're listeners. Unless they're watching this podcast somehow. They're watching it. <laughs> um, but the episode where, where you discussed power rankings had like double the number. Oh, really? You got more than some episodes think what out did. Like, I think <laughs> as soon as they see the word power ranking, people, people suddenly go, ooh. I think. So what I want to say, this is the um, list of best slayers number two may surprise you. Yeah. It's, well, make it proper clickbait. I think, I think clickbait works for a reason, right? Well, yeah. I think um, I heard someone say that uh, YouTube... Videos that list things always do much better. These yeah. don't. 
Listing it in the middle of the podcast probably isn't helping. The title will say it, it's fine. I don't believe in titles. So Or podcasts. <laughs> Why do you listen to me? I don't know. Okay, so first of all, shall we say what Slayers do yes. in broad okay. terms? Um, in broad terms, what Slayers do. Okay, so out of the four glasses of, of God tier, um, Slayers are the ones that generally have the highest damage output. Um, they all, so far, universally get a bonus step for knocking a champion out. Um, also, Slayers aren't, aren't always the most survivable compared to Guardians. Um, but also... So, also uh, they tend to have more more than one attack per phase. Most a lot of champions don't, but they have often more than one high value attack per phase, high damage attack or high accuracy attack. Um, sometimes in two phases, but that's not very often. So they generally they kill people. Yes, uh, mainly champions. So there's some ways the simplest of the four classes. Yes, yeah, so you find the biggest model and kill it with your. Their, Followers tend to either be a setup piece. In fact, that's what generally are set pieces. But they have, some have some quite good output as well. Yes. Um, now, I think the key thing to discuss when we're discussing classes is that most classes here are kind of they are the slayer, but they also have a, a secondary role. I think is quite. It's quite clear. There's certainly here. some characters who are definitely more than one. Um, and the yeah. second joke of very simple is if they're fast, they're better at placing banners. Um, yeah. And things like that. And I think that's one of the discussions we're definitely going to make uh, when it comes to some of these. I also think it's pretty hard to rank them in order of power. No, I'm not even Even though I'm going to mention that on the title to get more reviewers. Listeners. <laughs> but you heard it here. You're duped. Well done. <laughs> so um, currently there are three. Three slayers. You've got Lorzane. Sneaky Pete and Rangosh. So two of them were out in the original six, and Sneaky Pete came out a couple months ago. So which one you like to talk about first, Andrew? Uh, the nearest one to me is Rangosh. So Sneaky Pete is. Oh, what a cock! Um, <laughs> Can you say that on this podcast? Can bleep out. <laughs> um, okay, so Sneaky Pete. Uh, so I don't really want to literally list all his stats, but if you do, you're more than welcome to. Should we? Just, should we? Big picture him. Big picture him. I find Sneaky Pete is more of a, weirdly, a guardian and a slayer. And why I guardian. say that... That's interesting. Well, maybe I mean a shaper. The person who plants flags. Anyone can plant flags in the game, though. Gets more points for planting flags. Both get points for planting flags. More points for planting flags. Guardians and shapers get more points each no, one gets more for scoring flags, one oh, gets more for planting shapers flags. Shapers are planted. Okay. I find him more of a shaper and a slayer, if I had to pick two classes. Huh. Definitely mostly a slayer. He's, his damage output is huge. Um, because he only moves in the plot phase, and he moves very far in the plot phase, he moves four. Yep, moves four hexes in the plot phase, or jumps two around people. He's actually, in the plot phase, very good as a scoring unit. So Pete could move six with both actions in the plot phase, but in reality, he's going to move four... Or leap, which basically he, he can avoid other models yes. and jump over them two spaces. Yeah. So what he's saying is he can get to a place where flags won't be stumped on by champions. Absolutely. So, or if he's going second in the plot phase, he can very easily crush a flag because he can leap over models. And you've got a four square uh, hex move as well. So he could move four, crush a flag, and then leap away, or leap in, yeah. crush a flag, run away. Yeah. Or leap in, crush a flag, and stab somebody to death. Uh, 
Um, so in my point of view, I think he's, he's, he's got a good shapeness going about him. Especially that um, in the clash phase, he can't move at all. And he can't hurt people very much. Which means he's got things like his... Can put concentrate on somebody, buff somebody up. He can use annoy to move a target two, uh, two hexes towards sneaky peek. Which again, it's a kind of very shapery aspect of things. What about his followers? Um, his followers are, like you say, a good setup piece. Um, so while they're adjacent to a target, Pete gets more accuracy against them. I think Pete has the highest amount of reliable accuracy in the game. Yes. Because your followers can move four hexes and move another one follower. So one of them can move up to seven hexes. Yeah. Um, and the rest can move four. So no matter where they are and where Pete is, you can probably get at least one next to the top. Seven hexes is basically most of the board. Yeah. Obviously it's a move rather than a leap, so you can't get through one of them. Seven hexes is a lot of hexes. It's a lot of hexes. They don't do a lot of damage reliably due to their crazy let me do it attack in the plot phase which so is... they can have a attack that in the clash phase that the more models they have on the hex it becomes low accuracy high damage yes so there's one of them they have accuracy 7 4 damage but there's three of them they have actually 3 6 damage yeah it's interesting I find this this champion interesting because of his absolute plot phase Murder. The plot phase is generally in this game has been designed as part of God to be a move setup buff. Often you want to go second because you can react to their flags being placed. Yeah, or plant your own. Plant your own. Very reactive, sort of. Um, you know, also, also your entire side side moves and there's moves. So there's there's less less interaction with your opponents in that phase. Yeah. And Pete throws all that out the window, and <laughs> he, he, he can only move in the plot phase. His clash phase movement is zero, and uh, and his damage output is the same over both phases. So he can leap towards someone and murder them in the plot phase before they've even gone. Yeah. So often I find going second in plot is better because you could. Plant flags where they're going to be safe and crush your opponent's flags. Pete wants to, in my opinion, just go first and go in there. Stab somebody up. He's also... He's relatively hard to kill. He's, he's got the most armour of all Slayers. Um, at two. At two, yes. He's got Dodger 5. <laughs> Dodger 5 is, is huge. Basically, yeah. if he gets hit by a character, ironically, by, for example, a sneaky Pete, who they're good at kicking up, hitting Dodger 5, he'll explode. Uh, he tends to be quite a binary champion. He's either alive or dead. But that doesn't actually slow him down that much. No. Which is quite interesting. Sorry. His ultimate gives him another free move. Is his ultimate a leap? Does it involve a place or is it a move? It's a place. So his ultimate, he can be placed within two. Yeah. And do a... Attack six. A six, actually six damage six attack. So he could, you know, in a plot phase, move towards someone, hit them... And then leap somewhere else, yeah. hit someone else. And or what you do quite often is leap somebody uh, with pounce, stab them, then stab them again. And it's like, ow, okay, I haven't done them yet, I'm dead. Thanks. I really like him. Um, so when, what scenario is, do you think you take him in? or You, anything that's got a board that's spread out is quite interesting. Because um, you can run up, do some 
stabbing and then out of nowhere break for a flag or plant a flag and then your opponent will be like, oh, I can't, I can't get that sort of speed. So if you've got most people only moving two in the plot phase, then they have to spend their clash phase crushing your flag. The other thing about Pete, of course, is if you go second and they go to crush his flag, then they end up next to him and he gets to stab them. Yeah. Because he doesn't normally get to move. And that's, you know, that's a quite interesting thing. You could team him with a Maelstrom character um, and up his speed if he gets to move in the clash phase and surprise somebody that way. So team with Blackjaw. Blackjaw gives speed. Doesn't Grimshawless give speed as well? Um, oh, she does, doesn't she? Yes. Because yeah. why we say he can't move in the clash phase, that's not true. He can do an advance action. His uh, speed is zero. Yeah. His speed goes up. He's still advanced. It might not be worth it, but it might catch somebody out off guard. It's interesting. I think his best when the scenario zones a bit better part. I think um, if the scenario zones will come to the middle of the of the board, he doesn't want to be in the middle of the scrum. No, he'll die if he doesn't take out his opponent. Um, he'll get beaten up. He wants to skirt on the wings a little bit and look for some targets opportunistic who are than sort of being in the middle. He doesn't ever want to meet Rodri. I don't think. I think he'd have a real problem with Rodri. I think Rodri just bounces attacks. I just don't think he'll do enough damage. No, I think high armor value for him isn't great. No, because apart from his ultimate, he's got damage five attacks, which is good. But if damage five attacks, it also does one auto damage as well. Oh, I missed that. Okay, maybe that's then. That's uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that'll up that quite a bit. It will. I think against Rodri, still gonna be hard to crack. But we're talking about the tankiest character. Yeah, who can get? Who can tank himself up even more? Reinforced. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So that's Pete. Um, that's Pete. So you pick one now. Let's just do Lorzane because she's Lorzane. She is Lorzane. That's that's correct. <laughs> um, she's probably one of the characters who changed a lot. She changes every couple of editions. It's, it's interesting how like um, I assume people listening to this have been involved in it since earlier on. Maybe maybe they haven't. Um, but certainly it's like in the in the zero point one days. <laughs> <laughs> like I, remember, I remember playing her at, um, at Bones Con that was using, I think it was the first version of the rules, it was 0.1.1.2. And I think in one activation she killed two champions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, oh my god. She was practically invulnerable. She uh, was virtually, yeah, her dodge, the way dodge worked then, she was basically untouchable and her damage output was through the roof. <laughs> and then she went another way and yes. then suddenly dodge was too weak and almost too good. I think now she's in a fairly happy place. Uh, do you want to explain why she's in a happy place? Well, I did the last one. You did some more. Say, say some words. Okay. So the key thing about Lorzane is she's a range character. Um, she's a range slayer. So she does all her damage at either range two or range three. Um, and she's not slow. So she's three speed in the plot phase, two speed in the clash phase, uh, with five dodge. So she can... She can be on the wings, sniping away, and actually she can nip right in towards a thing, um, towards a scoring zone, or towards a flag, or towards a, a particularly weak opponent. She loves Mornblade. Two guaranteed points every turn. I think so much that I think if you did alter a pick, or any sort of selection where you thought you were going to fight Lorraine, Mornblade wouldn't even be there. Yes, which I think is a shame. Um, because I'm, I'm not a get, I'm, I don't like the hard counter picks, but that's just a personal choice. Um, so other thing, other power she's got. So we discussed her ultimate. It's now a fairly accurate way to put her two wounds on. I think it's a bit weak. I really do for an ultimate. Um, I like the fact it's a uh, 
could be used as a plot phase, because it doesn't have plot phase damage. I don't think it's a lot of damage, I think. It's range 3, which is nice. But I don't think it's enough for an ultimate, compared to some other people's. It's range 3, which also gives her a free move as well. Yes, because she has a power called Shoot and Scoot. That, um, if she flicks one or more wounds, she can move a hex. So in the plot phase, she can do some more damage and move four hexes. Possibly, yeah. That's definitely a thing. It's if, a thing. Because Titus has a power that gives him a move, attack, move. Yeah. Her power gives her range attack, then a move. Here's an attack, there's attack. So, you know, you have yeah. one thing is you've got to work out if damage is better than guaranteed damage. Um, da- guaranteed damage is better than dice. Um, and that's a hard thing to argue. If it was a guaranteed three damage, I don't think we'll have this, ever have this conversation, I think. It'd probably even argue too powerful. Three damage is huge. It's hard to do that on what dice roll. But two damage? Two against anyone. If she's, a, if she's, two against anyone. Exactly. It's two against anyone. So great. It's two against Rodri. It's also two against Lorzane. If, mm. if you hit. It's like two against uh, Rangosh who's only got one point of armour. It's like, oh. So what else did you have? Um, so that's her traits. She's got, in the plot phase, she can strengthen herself. She goes up plus one damage. Um, so actually, so that doesn't help her ultimate. It's a shame. Um, she can fairy fire, so she can sunder somebody. Lowers her armour. Lowers her armour. Both those have got a good range. The strengthen's got a three range. Um, the sunder's got a two range. Um... <laughs> Also, her strength fit isn't self. No, it's friendly. It's a big deal, then. So that's probably, in some ways, better for her to buff someone else up. Yes. So that's, that's the whole picking a war band that kind of yeah. combos up. Because I, I imagine she's going to move and do one of those. Either Sunder's somebody's plan to shoot or strength. Yeah, I assume so, yeah. Um, the clash phase is where she gets nasty. Um, goes down to speed two. Fair enough. Um got piercing shots it's range 3 accuracy 5 does one wound no damage roll no damage roll one wound now while it I was complaining about the ultimate only doing the damage roll this is one of her three damaging attacks she has in the clash phase so she can pick it's great it's fantastic Um, it either auto kills most followers or you start plinking wounds off champions and wounds on champions is great because half only half ever heals them Brilliant. She's got Snipe, which again is range 3, accuracy 8, damage 4. Accuracy 8. Accuracy 8. She can actually kill elves and goblins. Also, like, Sneaky Pete. Yeah, dodge 5. Yeah. Now, Pete might will survive a couple of Snipes, because he's got 2 armour. Um, but That's only a couple. A strength and Snipe, 5 dice damage against armour 2. On a good roll, you'll kill him. Yeah. Um, on a bad roll, you won't do anything. Um, and then she's got Mystic Arrow, which we've discussed multiple times, is the range 2, accuracy 3, damage 5. If it hits, you do another 5 damage dice roll against the target. So we weren't a fan of that, were we? So we weren't a fan of that. Maybe because we weren't playing it very intelligently and we weren't dropping people's defence and upping her accuracy. <coughs> she definitely wants to have a, have a buff or a debuff before she uses that power. Yes. Because once you've hit with it, it's pretty good. Yeah. And the followers... Her followers now, unlike a lot of followers, her followers like to walk around in a big group and kill people. And they, <laughs> I, the number of times they've ever been killed, I can count on one hand. I've killed one once. So one finger then. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a giant fist. Um, so her followers um, are the same speed as Lorraine, three and two. There's three of them, they have dodge four, armor one. 
in the plot phase, uh, they have a special skill called Hunters, which means they have plus one damage against uh, wounded targets. Oh, look, Lil Zane can put wounds on people without rolling through their armour. Terrible for that. It's almost like a combo within a, in the champion and followers. Um, they can do Blur, so they evade themselves. So in the first turn, they do Blur, which means they're dodge five. And their their blight their their boons are self only. Yes, as you move them off them, you can. Yeah, unless you start moving them off using other people, and then other people start having plus one defense. Because I think they're having plus. Do they need to dodge five or dodge four? You would you do it in the first turn because nothing's in range. What I'm saying is, would they benefit of that more than another champion having plus one? Having a champion with an extra dodge is better than having a follower with an extra dodge. Yeah. They've got Sunder at range two in the plot phase, so you can drop people's armor. Um, and then in the clash phase they have concentrate so he gives himself extra accuracy and they have fire which is a range 3 attack it's, if there's all 3 of them it's 5 accuracy 5 damage however if you back, if you stack it with just their internal buffs against the wounded target it's actually 6 accuracy 6 damage against minus 1 armor yeah <laughs> they are they are really good at hurting people. They are a, like a demi slayer just on their own. Yeah, they're really good. They're really um, good. And they walk around in a big pack. So when would you take Lorzane and when wouldn't you take Lorzane? Lorzane's one of those guardians. She's pretty good. Yeah, Lorzane's one of those high armor targets. Difficult champions. It's hard not to take her against Titus and against Rodri. Um, she likes that because the armor doesn't, she doesn't get bad. Yep, it. she can easily hit and do damage and. Start she's out. good in scenarios where things fall apart because yeah. she's fast. She's fast, she's not slow. Um, she doesn't like getting hit, but she doesn't get hit very often. She doesn't like being hit by high accuracy attacks herself, so against Pete, she wouldn't like Pete much. No, if Pete managed to land a blow on her, she'll, she'll evaporate. She's only one arm. Or another Lozane. Or another Lozane. We've never done a mirror match, so. No. Um, um, but she's, she's very good, and she can, she can often rely upon distance being her armour. Really. Yes, she is very good in this. Any zone, any game that zones are split up, she's very good because not only she's fast, you're going to threaten other people's zones with range attacks. So, um, yeah, it's very hard not to pick her, which is both awesome and a shame. Um, I think you see her a lot. She also is quite a good in terms of being first or second player. She's a good drop for deployment first, like yeah. if you want to put. Model down first to before they make a pick of or put their model down first. You can't misposition her very easily. Yeah, if she goes safe centre. Yeah. Or even to the side. She can get to the other side or threaten the middle. As a first as a first drop, so when your opponent um, puts their models down, they can't sort of guess where she's yeah. gonna go because she doesn't care. She does nothing for moving people or moving hexes. Um, if you somehow manage to surround her with minions and stay four bases away. She suddenly starts to struggle a bit. Um, she's got nothing that kind of gets around balls of minions or the like. Most slayers don't, do they? No, that's a slayer. They rely on other people to, to buff that stuff. However, um, Pete's kind of got a couple. He can jump over people. She can't. Um, so she has none of those movement shenanigans. She simply rides on speed three or speed two. Um, that's her weakness. In inverted commas. Okay. On to... The big guy. The cow man. Who, who is literally a cow. <laughs> he 
He is a beast. He is a cow. He should be awesome. Maybe he is awesome. Maybe I'm just rubbish at playing him. Um, Rangosh Scourge of the Broken Plains. So, what's your overview of Rangosh? He is the man who hits hard. Rangosh has, as far as I'm aware, the highest damaging attacks in the game. Yeah, rangosh has got a 7. He's got an 8, isn't it? He has a 7, but it can become an 8 very easily. Okay. He's also... Like, even though he's a melee character rather than a ranged one, he's really fast. So, Rangosh, first of all, um, let's go on to his, um, his ultimate, which is great. Uh, beastly charge, move two X's, it's a good start. And then place two wounds on a target next to you. Adjacent champion next to you. Not a follower. But two wounds and a move, that rolling. Yeah. It's cracking. Um, he can remove his followers. If he's got any of his followers within three hexes of him, whenever he makes any any dice roll, he can remove one to add one dice to the dice roll. He has five followers at the beginning of the game. <laughs> they don't last long. Um, he, on the plot phase, he can channel rage, which trains himself. He can do break spirit. So he's been buffed today. Break spirit is now range two, as we discussed a minute ago, to do stun, which will lower their... Um, Dodge Valley? Oh, I assume, yes. I think so. He's speed three in both phases. Oh, okay. I think we're quite clocky with that far. So he's pretty quick. Drawbreaker, hit effect, move target one square away. It's actually three, damage seven, range one. But obviously it can be, can be actually four, damage eight. Whiplash, pulls them one hex towards Rangosh. Um, actually two, sorry, sorry, range two, actually five, damage five. So in theory, he can go, pull them towards him, and draw break of them if they're close enough. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's got to be a hex empty for that. He is front of centre. He can murder you. His his dodge four, armor one, eight wounds. So he'll take damage. He'll 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 die. I think um, some attacks will miss him with dodge four. Uh, I wouldn't like to hit him with a Mister Caro or Jawbreaker. Um, or even a power five, a, a accuracy five attack will you know miss him on some percentage chance that isn't unreasonable. Um, he's different from his old days. <laughs> he used to get a free move in every phase. It was, that was the most broken thing in the world. Um, no Slayer has the ability to get three actions. Not anymore. No, and that's quite a thing with some other people. Um, what do his followers do, except for being food for punching? So they can induct, which you can add to a hex containing a bandit, another bandit. First of all, that means you can um, recruit a bandit so they aren't adjacent to Rangosh. Second, it means they can recruit twice in one phase. Yes. So they can recruit, in theory, maximum three per turn, which is handy when he's eating them all the time. They have ambush ranged one in the plot phase. Actually, three or four or five takes a wound because doesn't do doesn't yeah. armor takes a wound. Um, in the clash phase, they have thug life, which can remove one red bandit from the battlefield and gain the unit gains concentrate and strengthen, plus one damage to red attacks and plus one accuracy. Yeah, again, pretty good for getting wounds around. They have shoot range three, which is a long way in this game. Um, three or four or five. Actually, damage was four. So they can do 
they could remove one and then do a range. They could remove one from battlefield and then do a range three accuracy six damage five attack. That is that is a non-trivial amount of damage, especially because people think they're just food. But also, they have a power called Dirty Thieves. They get a bonus step for killing a champion. Do they? Yes, they do. That's new. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, wow. Okay. So if Rangosh goes into someone and doesn't kill them off... A thief can just nip in. Also, if he uses, if Rangosh uses his ultimate on someone and does some auto-wounds to them and leaves them on death's door, the Red Bandits also do an auto-wound. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're in the plot phase, for example, and you've got somebody who's only got three wounds left, it's very easy to move Rangosh up to do damage to them, then the Red Bandits who move two in the Clash phase do a point of damage to them. You can kill three points, a three-health hero, a champion, in the plot phase without them rolling dice. Despite his speed and his attacks on them having range, I think he really hates control characters. He's got nothing. If something gets in his way, he's got nothing. Uh, he can't, unlike Pete, he can't leave over models. And if he's at a threat, that he's done. Although threats fade far. Also, I think there's a fair degree, this I find the past of psychology with him, because the massive model with giant horns, he looks like <laughs> he's going to take a face off. And when I first saw the guy, it was like, I put my, all my five powers to stopping him from doing things, just cause, because look at him. <laughs> you know. Terrifying. I think he wants to be front of centre. I think he's got eight wounds. One armor's not great. Dodge force pretty good though. But he's not slowed down by being knocked out very much, really. Let's be honest with you. Because he, he, he's he, knocked he, out, he lose one attack um, action in the plot phase. It's not such a big deal for him. Yeah, he'll just move back again. It's like also if he's in the mix and he moves two X's away, he can whip bash someone. Yeah. Now. We were discussing earlier that you need blights or boons to kind of make his jawbreaker work. Whiplash does defeat that, <coughs> unfortunately. What is that? Well, so if you drop their dodge to get a jawbreaker to hit and you attack them with a whiplash first, well, that blight's gone away. Yeah, but you then kill some of your followers and then you get it. We, we've done that before, though. And that only puts his act up to four. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, 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 threat, it extends its threat range, however, any careful positioning you might have done. With... Especially because I move the hex towards the target rather than making the appear next to him. Yes. Um, so I would like to take him into scenarios where there's a big middle zone. Yeah. Um, or where it's clear the fight's going to be because he's ultimately a melee champion. Yes. Um, I think it's pretty good against Guardians who are tanky. But he's quite controllable. So if you, so he's he can only kill people his food within three hexes, three hexes of him. So if he's in with three hexes, because you want to keep the red bands back a bit, any controlling power like a froglodite or a sluishling just pulls him away a hex, and suddenly, oh, it's been, quite, it's been quite fun the past putting him against like opposites when you deploy against Maelstrom champions, because the red bandits, although they do die fairly easily with dodge. Uh, dodge dodge uh, three, three armor two. Um, they don't, they don't really say. Like numerous times, you've got the Maelstrom sort of rubbing their hands together, and suddenly the banners all vanish in puffs of blood. Wrangle just kills them all. It's like dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah, conversely, if a Maelstrom does manage to kill them, um, it can make Wrangle very sad. Although they can recruit themselves very fast back, but if they're doing that, they aren't doing their shots. Yeah. Um, 
and they do die quite easy. There aren't any ranged Maelstrom are there as such. I guess Black Jaw's kind of ranged. Black Jaw's got the only, only real thing. Um, Grimjar's not ranged at all. Um, but she could, no, she's not ranged at all, what I'm talking about. So, well, she is in the kind of way that she uses her followers to do the kind of. I guess the stream of followers she spews up a kind of like a range yeah, type of thing. Yeah, they've got that weird pseudo maelstrom, but she's very strange. We're not talking about her. So, what do you think of him then? Um, I want to love him, and I can't because <laughs> I haven't managed to use him very well. Um, we haven't used him for a while, and he's changed a fair bit. Um, the last time I used him, he spent all game trying to kill Blackjaw and couldn't, and that was sad. So, it let's made, rank them. It made me rage quit. Um, okay, so, number one is Galana. No, wait, uh, Slayers. Um, Pete's number one. Lorzane's number one. Mm. Then Pete, then Rangosh currently for me. I think it's probably going to be Pete, Lorzane, Rangosh. I don't think there's much difference between Lorzane and Rangosh, because I think Rangosh is really good at range, but... So, um, Rangosh is very good at close up, and his range isn't bad, and his effects very far, but... Lorzane doesn't care about repositions at all. I mean, Rangos doesn't care much, but she doesn't care at all. You know, about being pushed around and stuff, and shape around ticks. And... Yeah. Then again, if you know your opponent has high value attacks, so like a high actually damage attacks, Lorzane can't take them. Not and Rangos can. Yeah. Uh, probably more than the other two. He's simply got more health. He's simply got three health more health than Lorzane. Uh, he has eight, eight health because a lot of health, you know, a lot of health. Well, one armor, one armor means he's probably going to take probably no more than two attacks, maybe three attacks. But Lozade and Pete against the left could be could be hit, killed one shot, couldn't they? Mm. And that's a big deal. No less of a big deal for Lozade, who's going to stand up and shoot again. Also, can jump. Also, both with any of both slayers, Lozade and Pete may be able to use their range to avoid those sort of people in the first place. Yeah. It's very hard to attack somebody who's... Well, if Rangosh can, he's quite fast. He'll probably be surrounded... He'll have a lot of hexes around him occupied with other models. So the problem with Rangosh is that he doesn't want to use an action to move in to attack somebody. Yeah. He wants to be there. And, he, you know, you often sort of see him sort of surrounded by rings of followers holding him back. <laughs> Just surrounding him, sacrificing themselves in a, in a body wall. And I think he wants, to, he wants a Maelstrom to hang around with him. But in a weird way, that's fine, because he's got two attacks, he can kill two followers a turn, and that's not bad. Um, when talking about steps, you don't necessarily need the big swing of knocking a champion out. A, 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 a turn it can be one on a single step, and if he's surrounded by followers constantly, and you're getting two follower kills a turn, guaranteed. Yeah. You know, it, it's it could well be a thing, that he's like, okay, that was good enough. So, do you think you'd always take a Slayer in your sort of three. Ooh, now I was going to ask that question to you. Um, Fight it first. I think if you don't take one, you have to have a good plan of what you're planning to do. You have to take a very controlling flag game. If you aren't taking one in some way, just saying you aren't going to get many followers, many, many champion kills. Yes, I think that's right. Because I think a Guardian will get you a champion kill. Maybe one or two. Um, late game. Late game. And, you know, and a Maelstrom can eventually get one or two. You can grind out a couple of kills with Maelstroms and Guardians. Um, what a Slayer does is get your kill in an attack or two instead of a turn or two. Um, so you're making that choice. And I think that choice is, is perfectly acceptable. And that's the glorious thing I think about God Tier is you can go, well, actually, it's fine. I don't want to play that game. I want to score flags and hold my opponent back and frustrate them that way. Um, 
And I don't think any one of them is more powerful than the other yet. Um, so no, I wouldn't necessarily take a, cha- a Slayer. And if I did take a Slayer, I might want to consider another character that can support it in some way, either by pushing my opponent's models closer to it or further away from it. Or So Landslide, for example, is great to clearing Languish's charge lanes. Yeah, very good. He can move an entire follower squad just out of his way. Yeah. Um, equally, um, Splooshlings or Wraith Marid, who can push people, can push people into the range of slaves. The name has now changed. They're called Splashlings now. Oh. <laughs> okay, Splashlings, my bad. Um, and you can pull people towards them, so you can pull bad people closer to Pete, so you can stab them in the clash phase. Um, for example, which would be just unfair. This feels to me like definitely a game of movement, isn't it? Yes. Um, and Slayers are fast, generally fast. They are. Um, or their threats far. Yeah. Well, out of the three of them, the slowest speed is five over two phases. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's not slow. No, it's not. You're right. Um, am I making a point? Have I made a point? <laughs> you just stop talking. <laughs> just talking. So I'm saying, what, I'm saying, what have I said? Um, no, I wouldn't necessarily take a Slayer. If I did, though, if I were to play a more balanced game, I'll take a Slayer. Um, I think I would take one because I think it forces your opponent to deal with them. And it forces the opponent to make choices about what they're going to do. And I think it forces their poor positioning because... If someone goes near a Slayer, you want know, Slayer's going to try and kill me. And they can for, it, it can their threat area can expand further than they can go. Yeah. Because people have to have to take them into account. Do you think that the bonus steps for doing a class's action are worth it? And what I mean by that is if you take certain Slayers or other certain classes, um the follower count goes down, for example, which means Maelstrom heroes have simply less things they can attack and get extra points for. Um, you take a Slayer who gets an extra point for knocking a champion out. Actually, does that extra point make such a difference that all they should be doing is knocking champions out? So you're saying, is, is it a win more? But Yeah. What I'm saying is, is it so important to consider or is it just a, oh, that's an interesting bonus, great, I have a mm. point. Because Slayers... If they have two attacks a turn, that could be two ch- uh, followers they can kill, or they can plant flags, crush flags. We've like games that have been one and like one like one step difference. The entire yeah. game has been one and like one step, so I guess it makes a big difference in that respect, doesn't it? Okay, but not such a big difference that they should only be doing that. No, I mean, I think you generally want to go for champions with slayers anyway because they're high base targets and they've got high high attacks, right? And it ruins your opponent's day. Yeah. Melstrom certainly wants to go for followers, mainly because they often can't kill champions. I mean, Gumshava literally can't kill champions. No. <laughs> and Blackjaw can't dead them. Titus isn't bad. He struggles. Um, even even Titus struggles to actually... Like I'm saying, a Guardian and a Belstrom will grind a champion out yeah. over a turn or two instead of an attack or two. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, I've got no more random waffles to talk about. That was a podcast. Um, So we'll talk to you again at some point, isn't it? Thank you. Um, Say bye, Dan. Goodbye, Dan. Bye.